Hey guys, welcome to this week's Q&A episode of the Micro Greens Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host Brian Faulkner and as always, thanks a million for joining me here today. This is the part of the podcast where I answer your Micro Greens questions every week and we've got a great question coming in today from Mark. Before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to trueleafmarket.com. Trueleaf Market stocks a vast array of really high quality and well-priced microgreen seeds and equipment. Since starting the podcast, I've created a close relationship with the guys there and I'm completely confident in recommending their microgreen seeds and equipment. They've also been generous enough to create a special offer of a 5% discount for the listeners of the microgreens entrepreneur podcast. All you have to do to avail of that is type in the code MGE5 at the checkout. The code again is MGE5. So here's today's question from Mark and Mark wrote me an email from Georgia USA. He's just starting out in his business and building his infrastructure and his question is this. What things would you invest in to make this venture sustainable? For instance, I use Ocean Solution but don't see if that's worth it. Or should I use a reusable grow medium such as food dehydrator mats or continue with coconut coir? I want to grow in a way to keep my costs down. Hey Mark, thank you so much for the question. I appreciate you writing in. Hope everything is good there in Georgia. With a question like this, the first thing that I would say is keep it simple, Mark. The lesser amount of jobs you do and products that you use, the more profitable and sustainable your business is going to be. Personally, I don't use any fertilizers on my microgreens. The soil that I use has a really, really low added amount of natural nutrients in it, but it really doesn't have much of an effect on the growth of the microgreens. You see, we harvest microgreens at such an early stage, the seed that the microgreens come from, they contain all of the nutrients the plants need to get them to the point where we harvest them. I'm just looking at Ocean Solution here and I haven't tried this exact product myself, but I can see the NPK value of it is 203. For anybody that doesn't know, NPK stands for nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. And 203 are the amounts of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium that are in ocean solution. There's other stuff in there too, but the NP and K is the most important thing. Now I have used products that are similar to this before and to be honest I've seen absolutely no difference in the growth of my microgreens. I'm not dismissing Ocean Solution here or anything like that but this is just my experience with products like this. My background is working on golf courses and in a setting like that on a golf course because the grass plants are so developed being cut so much and expected to perform at a really high level under high stress conditions nutrient management ph levels all of that is really important there with microgreens it's not something that we really have to worry about too much because we're only growing these plants for a week to two weeks for the most part so they don't use very much nutrients and what they do use is really in the seed that they're coming from another thing i learned from working on golf courses is when it comes to adding nutrients you need to be careful that you don't waste your money on good marketing So different fancy fertilizer products come onto the market for golf courses all of the time. They can say they do this and they do that and the other. But all that really matters at the end of the day is what their NPK values are. That's all that I would look at when assessing whether a product is going to be useful or not on a golf course. So for example, a product might be packaged nicely. It says it does this, that and the other. It has added micronutrients, seaweed, etc, etc. They say they do a lot of things now. So let's say, for example, this fancy product that says it does all these different things has an MPK value of 2800 on it, but it has a really high price. It might look great, might have a nice package, says it does a lot of different things, and the price reflects that. 
I know from experience that there's simple raw urea with an MPK value of 4600 that will do the exact same job and will cost significantly less. But it comes in a plain white bag with zero marketing. So look, as far as using Ocean Solution, probably the best thing to do is a simple trial. Maybe try six trays with three different crops, say two trays of radish, two trays of peas and two trays of sunflower. Water one crop with Ocean Solution and one without. Measure the difference in yield between the two crops if there is any difference. If you don't see a significant difference between them, stop using it. You'll save money by not using it and you'll save time by not having to mix it up and by not having to take the time to order it. And just always remember that the more things you can eliminate doing in your business, the more sustainable and more profitable it's going to be for you. As far as your soil goes, coconut coir is great. The soil that I use is mainly made up of coconut coir, but there's lots of different options for soil. My advice would be to try your best to source it pre-mixed one locally. Soil is heavy, so it makes shipping expensive if you're ordering it from somewhere, and that will drive up your costs. So just make sure the soil you source is nice and fine and has good water retention. Some people mix their own soil, they buy dehydrated coconut coir bricks. They're dehydrated so they weigh less for shipping. And then you rehydrate them yourself with water. You can mix them with some perlite and maybe another potting mix of some sort. There's lots of different things you can do but all of that mixing is another job then that you need to do and it takes more of your time. So sourcing your soil locally is going to be the most sustainable thing you can do. Then you mentioned there should I use a reusable grow medium such as food dehydrator mats. You'll have to pardon my ignorance here Mark but to be honest I'm not sure what food dehydrator mats are. I've done a quick google search there but I couldn't find anything on them. What I would say though is that if you start trying to reuse growing mediums presumably that's a hydroponic growing medium you're talking about. You're going to have to sterilize it then I presume there's going to be roots still in the growing medium. I'm not I'm not sure here to be honest but when you start going down that road you're adding in more jobs to do and more effort and that will reduce the financial sustainability of your business. It's another thing that will eat up your time. So try and source your soil locally and compost it and start again after each grow. Another part of Mark's question then was what things would you invest in to make this venture sustainable? What I would say to this is invest your time in creating a system for your business. A system will keep your business sustainable, so try and batch things and do the same tasks on the same day. Like try to do all of your planting together as much as possible. Some microgreens will grow a little bit faster or slower than others, but if there's only one or two days in the difference, plant everything on the day the slower grower needs to be planted. It's not going to make too much of a difference to the other ones, and this will save you planting multiple days in a row, because each day you go to plant something, you've got to get set up to do it, then you've got to clean up after. So try eliminate the amount of times that you do that. The same goes then for harvesting and delivering. So try and do all of your cutting on the same day. Organise that you deliver to all your clients on one specific day during the week or two specific days if you're doing two grow cycles. I do this with my microgreens business and I do it with this podcast too. So I'm recording this now and just before this episode I recorded what will it be? It will be the episode that had just played on this Monday just gone and I do them together because if I'm recording an episode I have to set the equipment up to record it you have to get mentally ready to do it that all takes time and energy 
So if I can do two or more episodes at the same time, it's going to mean that I only have to do all that before prep once for two or three episodes instead of going through that every time. So I save a lot of time like that and get more done. In my own microgreens business, I made the mistake of not doing this at the start. So the first client that I ever got, I organised to deliver to them on Thursdays. Then it might have been the second or third client that I got, but they asked me to deliver to them on a Wednesday. The next client I got then was a local co-op store, kind of like a grocery store. And they asked me to deliver on a Monday because they liked having fresh produce on a Monday. And I said yes to all these requests because I was just really delighted to be getting business at the time. But it wasn't sustainable. I was delivering, cutting and planting on lots of different days. It was actually hard to keep track of all of the tasks that I needed to do every day. So all of my time was being taken up by that. I eventually asked all of them to change to the same delivery day and none of them cared to be honest. And that enabled me then to have a system and really cut down the time I was putting in but still get the same results. I hope that makes sense. So try and do that from the start if you can. Try do as much of the same task as you can in one block. And you're going to get more done. You're going to save more time, which in turn is going to give you more time to grow your business, look for new clients, make more sales and make more money, I suppose. So I hope that helps, Mark. Thanks again for your question. I appreciate you writing in. And thanks to you too for listening. This is the 10th episode in the series of Q&A episodes. I said when I started them that I would do 10 and see how it goes. I hope you enjoyed the series and maybe learned something from it. I will be bringing back another series of 10 episodes again in the near future. So send me some questions to answer if you want them answered. If you go to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash ask, you can ask directly there on that page. There's an option of leaving a voice note with your question and there's also an option of filling your question in on a form there. So go ahead and do that and your question could potentially be featured on a future episode of the podcast. So that is it. Thanks so much again for listening in. I appreciate it and I'll chat to you soon.